Welcome to another edition of the Destination Polaris Podcast. I'm your host, Jared Christie. Today's podcast is brought to you by Rugged Radios, in-car communication, car-to-car communication, Bluetooth music, whatever your communication needs might be. Rugged is always there to help you out with finding the right product for your machine. Rugged Radios, the authority in communication. All right, I'm excited about our chat today because we're going to visit one of my favorite places, not only to off-road, but in the winter as well. Please help me welcome to the show Steve Morrison, the film and entertainment and AV manager at Mammoth Mountain Ski Area. Steve, welcome to the show. Hey, pleasure to be with you. (laughs) That is a big title. (laughs) Yeah, the hats keep stacking on top of my head. (laughs) How are you? I'm doing well, doing well. Just uh, keep my head above the snow this oh, winter. No, yeah. And I, I tell you what, I am uh, itching to talk about that. But for people, first of all, who maybe aren't familiar with Mammoth or maybe even where Mammoth is located in California, uh, help us out. Well, we're three and a half hours south of Reno, five hours north of Los Angeles. And uh, those are, you know, if you're going to take San Francisco, you're probably going to end up in Tahoe, but you could do that and then come down via Reno down to Mammoth. But yeah, two main uh, areas are three and a half hours south of Reno, five hours north of Los Angeles. And I think there's a pretty large national park kind of in your backyard there. Well, as the crow flies, it's about 15 miles. That would be Yosemite National Park. And uh, yeah, that we are about probably about 35 minutes from the back gate of Yosemite. Nice, nice. I think I think most people would know where that's at, but Mammoth maybe isn't on everyone's radar because of it's a little more remote, I guess, for some people. Well, yeah, it's it's obviously becoming more popular. We're really striving to make this a, a four season year round destination. But I'll tell you what, our skier visits uh, are through the roof, and once these atmospheric rivers have settled down, and and uh, yeah, good visits. <laughs> so let's let's talk about the snow because this year, uh, I don't know if there's another way to say it, but it was epic. Well, it's a record breaker. Uh, at the main lodge, we had a total of about 60 feet. And at the top of the mountain, which is 11,053 feet, uh, boy, what did we have there? Uh, close to um, almost 900 inches. So... That's about 73 feet total at the top. And when you get currently, we have 15 to we have a 15 to 20 foot base. And for, you know, gosh, May 9th. Are you kidding me? That's that's unheard of. We've we've already announced uh, that we're going to be open for skiing until end of July and most likely beyond. I, uh, I was talking to a buddy of mine and uh, he lives out in Park City and I told him I was going to be chatting with you and he goes, I heard a rumor that they were going to try and see if they could stay open all summer long. Well, you know, it all depends on temps, right? And and what the melt does. Uh, right now, we currently have a lot of ski teams, race teams, booking our our race runs to train uh, because because of our lengthy season. I mean, like I said, I've I've never it, it's broke it broke the record for the, the last record was six hundred sixty eight inches. And, uh, gosh, that was back in, no, excuse me, 56 feet back in 2010 and 2011. So yeah, it's, it's just been incredible. There's been, uh, 
roads that have been single lane roads that are never single lane roads. We, we basically, 395 to get up here is our main highway. That was closed so many times I've never seen it because of whiteout conditions and dangerous road conditions and and uh, homes of uh, roofs have collapsed uh, and, and a number of homes have exploded because of propane tanks and not venting properly. So it, it's been, it's just been one crusher of a winter. Yeah. I was, I wanted to know what it was like to get 60 feet of snow at the main lodge. I mean, well, we had, well, a, we had a top three winter here in Minnesota and, at, you know, I am still driving around town seeing big piles of snow in shopping mall parking lots. Well, Jared, I, I know you remember being here in that at main lodge and, and uh, even in our garage facility, we had snow cats on top of our garage facility, which is our maintenance facility, uh, pushing snow off that roof. The, the, there were just immense piles of snow around this area that the plow, plow drivers couldn't keep up. Uh, plows are breaking. And then we had, we had some assistance from, uh, uh, oh gosh, all sorts of fire departments down South and whatnot helping out. Oh my goodness. Oh my, you know, obviously you, you live and work at a resort. Snow is important, but, uh, it, was it too much snow in some cases? Well, it definitely was, you know, you, you we'd obviously prefer a rather, you know, regulated, <laughs> but, uh, you know, how are you going to control that? Right. We love the snow. We'll take the snow. We need the water. Uh, I mean, gosh, Crowley Lake up until last week was frozen. Fishing opener is normally end of April. Couldn't put a boat on any of the waters up here because of uh, still snow and frozen lakes. But it's been it's one. It's been a bomber of a winter. No, and doubt. Still, and it's still going. Heck, it snowed six inches in the last five days. <laughs> I know. I'm I'm on the the Mammoth website right now, and the temperature is only forty degrees right now. So it's not like it's uh, you know sixty five or something like that. Yeah, it, it it we're going through a little chilly spell, but very soon here that'll break and it'll be. Uh, Short sleeves and shorts out on the hill. What's the uh, latest that Mammoth has ever stayed open through the summer? Because I know uh, when I lived out there, usually like a good winter meant you guys could kind of keep things open roughly till 4th of July. Yeah, that's going to be e- very easy this year. <laughs> right? uh, obviously, we've, uh, uh, we've officially announced our closing end of July. And, uh, it, and like I said, we don't know if it's going to go further than that. Probably will, but we got to get a little closer to that date before we announce that. But uh, I believe the latest is about the first weekend in August. I, I, August 6th is ringing a bell, but I'm not hundred percent sure. <laughs> That's amazing that a ski resort can stay open for that long. I imagine though, you guys were probably closed a fair amount during the winter time, just because the, the, the access. There was a number more than we would like to admit, unfortunately, just due to complete, Whiteout conditions, uh, huge winds, and and massive piles of snow. And you know when you get that much snow in a short amount of time, over and over and over again, you got to do all that avi control, avalanche control, yeah. which is done with hand charges from ski patrol, uh, howitzers that we have on loan from the military, and and uh, so it was a constant barrage of bombs going off this win this winter that's for sure oh, oh man that that is uh that is something else if, if for people who haven't been out to mammoth before talk to me about the mountain because you know it's mammoth for a reason well 
3,500 skiable acres. Uh, gosh, probably 22, 23. I don't know the exact number. Chairlifts, uh, number of gondolas, and uh, all sorts of terrain. Uh, the top of the mountains at 11,053 feet. And uh, normally, you know, I've skied here in October before on Halloween. And uh, so we we did we didn't early, open that early, but we did open early November, earlier than our projected date. And uh, yeah, it's uh, we got a whole lot of new construction that's going to go on at our tube park, and we're replacing uh, in the next two years. Well, we've already started to replace one of our main chairs out of uh, Canyon Lodge, which is chair sixteen, into a high speed six pack up from a four pack, and uh, and then we'll proceed over to chair one out of Main Lodge. So there's uh, there's a lot of capital expenditure construction that's going on around this resort as we speak. How many days did you get on the mountain this year? Oh, uh, you know, I stopped counting because my office is literally 50 yards from a chairlift. So I, I'm, I'm fortunate enough to where I can just go out and hit it for an hour. But it, it's kind of, it, it's a great place. And I'm not kidding. It, it's a, after working at UPS as a manager for 22 years in San Diego, and now I've been here for 20 years doing this job. It's fabulous. I can go out there for an hour or two. All of our meetings, it, it's pretty classic when you look uh, out under the table. And the number of people that are in ski boots taking taking these meetings is pretty classic. That's awesome. Still living that ski bum lifestyle. Now, didn't you go to San Diego State, if I remember correctly? I did, as a matter of fact, yes. Can we just talk basketball for the next half hour, 45 minutes? <laughs> you know, uh, living on a ski resort. Well, actually, they did go pretty far, didn't they? They made it to the championship this year, yeah. Yeah, that's right. I forgot. Yes. Yeah, I, I bet those one-hour uh, lunch breaks were uh, pretty good this year. Exactly. And then, you know, there's one of my guys is out. I got a film shoot starts tomorrow through Friday. He's out scouting with a ski scout today. And then, uh, but yeah, there's all sorts, you know, we scout on snowmobiles and what have you. I had a Toyo tires commercial or a film shoot last week, which was uh, pretty successful. The one day the snow was super mushy, cars were getting buried. Uh, but the second and third day it froze up pretty, very nicely. And, uh, the arm car and the, uh, and the picture car, heck it drove around like it, it belonged out there. Now, if, if you're not a, a skier snowboarder, there are, uh, tons of other things you can do up in Mammoth. Well, I tell you, it's a, you know, uh, it's going to be a challenging backpacking winter or excuse me, summer out there because of the amount of snow, the melt is going to affect all those rivers, but normally backpacking is a huge, uh, sport out here and, uh, the Pacific crest trail, the John Muir trail, my wife's done a number of those. There's all sorts of peaks, Mount Whitney and whatnot. And, uh, you know, all the way down to the lowest point in the United States, uh, death Valley. Yeah, no doubt. No doubt. I mean, I'm, I'm on the, the mammoth website and you can do gondola tours and cross country skiing and, you know, during other parts of the season, you got your hiking and you got golf, paddleboarding with the mountains up there and kayaking. It's like you mentioned at the start here, this is a, this is not just a, a seasonal place. This is all seasons. Oh, definitely. And, and I'll tell you side by siding up here, uh, just like, you know, a lot of places has, has really increased up here. And that's fantastic to see the, uh, not only that, but dirt bikes and whatnot and, and the dispersed camping that, during the pandemic really exploded. And, uh, but yeah, it, it's, there's all sorts of off-roading out here. There are thousands of miles of approved 
Forest Service trails that are out here that are all labeled and, and there's maps available and they're all interlinked and and boy, you can go anywhere and everywhere up here as long as you stay on the designated trails. See, Steve is a professional. He just guides me down the trail when it comes to this podcast and just <laughs> segues right from the mountain right to the trail. Right to the trail. That's right. <laughs> now, when we went out there a, a number of years ago and we rode with you and Mike, um, it was awesome because we could leave right from the resort. Yeah, that's, and that's still the case. Um, you know, down in Bishop, so in Mammoth, not so much. There, there, there aren't on the actual, uh, the, the, the town roads, they'll probably get you. You can't just drive a, a side-by-side right. or a, a green stickered vehicle right down Main Street. Sure. But there's plenty of, plenty of ways that, that, that you can access all these thousands of miles of trails. And in Bishop, uh, which is about 35 minutes south, uh, there are designated asphalt uh, roads that will access you legally to gas stations and maybe a, a quick market or whatnot. So, yeah, there's all sorts of riding down a bishop as well. Now, Steve, when we were there, uh, we were there with the guys from Rugged and, and riding around. And a couple of the places uh, stick out in my mind. And one of them was we, and you're going to have to remind me because I didn't watch the story recently, was we rode to a to a tiny little lake um, where you can do a little camping if you so choose on this little spot. But what was that lake called again? That was Sherwin Lakes, and that was the Sherwin Lakes Trail. And, uh, boy, that sure is a super fun trail. Got very, it has gotten very popular. Uh, I went up there, oh, gosh, it was in November, and it just, it, right before we got a bunch of snow and I was scouting for a Chevy commercial, and uh, I made it all the way up. Almost, I couldn't make it all the way to the lake. There was one uh, big snow patch that you know I was I was alone, and I was with a rookie PA. And I remember saying to him, "I'm like, hey, how do I look on the right when we're in this little snow patch?" Yeah. And he's all, "Ah, good." And then something <laughs> hit my head. I'm like, you know what? He just told me an hour ago this is the first time he's ever been side by side. So I'm like. You know, and I'm going to get out and look. And I, I got out and looked on the passenger side. I said, oh, oh you gats. Yeah, not good. Not good. Yeah. <laughs> so it took about 20 up and backs, just like little foot at a time type things. But uh, yeah, that got the hair sticking up my arms. But that's a great trail. Super, super fun, super challenging. And then you get to the top and it's it just the color of that lake is fabulous. That's, that's something that'll stick out uh, forever in my mind is when you're doing these sort of higher elevation rides you get these lakes that are just green, 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 green in color. Exactly. And, and those lakes over at June, uh, June Lake, the, uh, that and Gold Lake and, and uh, all sorts of other lakes over there are just fabulous as well. And those backcountry lakes that where you can't access via motorized vehicles, those are super beautiful. Yeah, because we were able to get up above uh, June Lake and uh, see it from up above, but you couldn't ride down to it uh not from what not from what we did maybe you can and another you know there 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 is uh we didn't do it that day but there definitely is you only gotta uh skirt along a a little piece of highway for probably about 100 yards and and they don't bother you and then you jump back on a forest service trail and you can get onto the back side of that but uh yeah all sorts of fun no doubt no doubt and then of course um, the other spot that we went to was you had to park and get out and walk. But once you got up there, 
that place was um, like being on the moon or Mars. It was so unique and so different. Oh, Obsidian Dome. Yes, Obsidian Dome. Yeah, that that place is fabulous, and and uh, you can ride you know ride any all your side by sides dirt bikes, licensed vehicles right at the bottom park. Do I mean how how much would it take you a couple minutes to get up get up into that dome and and it just looked like a bomb went off in there way back in the day. So yeah, and all that shiny obsidian rock. What is a uh, for folks that haven't been to Mammoth before and they're thinking of making a road trip and going up there and, and going for a ride. Uh, what are some things that they should know? Well, uh, plan your camping campsites early. They do, <laughs> they do fill up. Uh, and, uh, there are, most of them are reservation based. Uh, and, but, but, Again, since the pandemic, as long as you're respectful, you can go out and, and uh, do what they call dispersed camping. It can be out there, I believe it's two weeks, two to three weeks, might be might be 30 days until you have to move. Uh, but, uh, you know, that's dry camping. But, uh, you know, definitely make sure you, you take advantage of all the things that are up here. Like you said earlier, kayaking, fishing is, is a huge one. And, uh, you know, gondola rides and, and there's a whole adventure center at Mammoth where you can ride, uh, the kids can ride those Stasic, uh, Stasic bikes. And we set up a little course there. Uh, matter of fact, uh, moving into Mammoth motocross, which is usually in, uh, the end of June doing due to the snowpack and us being open for skiing so late. And it's the same amount of the same employees that run that motocross event, Mammoth Motocross, are the same people that are opening the lifts, running the lifts, running the snow cats, right. snow plows, all that kind of stuff. So we pushed that last week to uh, August 25th to September 3rd. Wow, way late this year. Way late. So that'll that and that's a great event as well to attend. I'd it's imagine cool. your your season or for your normal season plan has been is going to get very condensed in the late summer and fall for all the, it, it makes for a challenging maintenance period, uh, for all the lifts there's, you know, pretty extensive maintenance needs to happen to each lift prior to it opening the next season. And then the state of California has to come out and sign off on, on the safety of that, that particular lift. And then you move on to the next lift. So with all this snow, it, it makes for a challenging maintenance period. That's for sure. But Steve, I mean, it's the the state of California. Things will happen quickly. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, sure. <laughs> you just call them up, and they'll be there bright and early the next morning. Oh yeah, that's just like you know all the contractors and and anything that you try to get done to your house, and it's not it's not L.A. right? You know, you, the second homeowners, it's, it's they, we find it kind of classic that, and I and I come from Southern California, so I get it where you can call somebody in Southern California and most likely get somebody that afternoon to go fix your faucet or whatever. And that's definitely not the, not the tune up here. No, no, not at all. Not at all. Now for, for you, um, you've got kind of a unique role being film entertainment and AV manager. Talk about that a little bit because you've been in that role a long time and, and what is exactly that that role does? Well, 20 years, uh, mo- being that we're so close to Hollywood, we have a lot of filming, all sorts of filming, any, any, anything from a, uh, 
music video to a full-blown feature, second unit feature, a lot of car jobs, uh, and a lot of apparel fashion jobs. Uh, and, and so I basically, uh, assist and scout and manage, uh, locations for productions that want to come up and film not only on Mammoth Mountain, but in Mono County. I'm also on, uh, on the board of the Mono County Tourism and Film Commission. And, uh, that is just to help and expedite production companies that want to film up here that want to know, Hey, gosh, where do I stay? Where do I rent this? Where do I get porta, porta bathrooms, etc. And, uh, so that is, and permits and permits is a huge one. Uh, and then I'll back into, if it's on the Hill, I'll back into, you know, what kind of support you need on the Hills. It's snow cats, snowmobiles, you need a snowblower, uh, heck I'll rent you a shovel. Right. Everything. Everything. Okay. And then entertainment. I also, uh, book all the bands, book the DJs, work most of the events. And, uh, and then on the AV side, that's audio visual. That's providing, uh, Oh, screens, projectors, portable screens, projectors, in-house systems. Uh, uh, and then we've morphed into all the teams, cameras and live teams meetings and zoom meetings and all that kind of stuff and in-house meetings as well. And, uh, cause we have a lot of, a lot of companies come up here and they do, you know, a long weekend or a couple, three, four days during the week to have their, their once a year meetings up here. And then they tie in, you know, an afternoon of skiing as well. So yeah, it's a, it's a fabulous job. I, I tell you, I, it's always changing. And just like when you called me, I'm like, well, heck I'll make myself available for that because I actually watched that show. Right. Right. And then you're like, well, that's easy. <laughs> yeah. there's, there's not much work in that one. Oh yeah, exactly. That's some, uh, you know, you learn to how to deal as you well know how to deal with challenging productions. Uh, but the fact that it's not a beat on my chest thing, but I I've, I've been doing it for so long and I've gotten in so many, uh, I've tried so many new things that I'm almost out of trying new things that uh, specifically on car jobs and whatnot, of yeah, that, that won't work. I've tried that and it got us into more trouble. And, uh, uh, but yeah, it's trial and error, but you know, not to say that I'm not up to trying new things always am, but kind of know that, uh, you know, that two wheel drive, uh, Lamborghini is not going to roll down that snow covered road. That's got 20 feet of snow on <laughs> as much as you want it to, you're going to have, yes. to I imagine when is your downtime? I mean, if you're going from season to season to season, when do you get a little break? Well, you know, again, you, you know, I'm, I, I know, you know, this, uh, production goes hot and heavy. And then, and, and as soon as you, you start to think, you know what, I'm getting really burned out here. Then it, and I need some time off. And then the reverse happens go, okay. Is anybody calling? Uh, is it's pretty dead. And, uh, and then, it's, and then it goes back and then you, now you're busy, super busy again, and you look back. I look back and I go, "Why was I stressing about not having production up here?" Because now it's up, up, up to my neck. Yeah. So it go, it bounces hot and cold. Right. What's uh, if you can recall one of your more uh, favorite or enjoyable production shoots that you've done over the years? Oh well, I don't know. Victoria's Secret winter catalog, I guess. Fair. That you know, not bad. 
Uh, did the opening scene of Disturbia with Shia LaBeouf. Uh, have done uh, a number of, and these these are no longer on an, under an NDA, but have done a number of Apple shoots uh, with Black Hawk helicopters and running at night and, and twilight, and that's always fun. And and uh, but it's always fun. It's the, the ones that keep me up at night are the car shoots, the car jobs, because that armed car typically is the one that gets stuck uh, because it's heavier. And, uh, and there's been a number of times to where, uh, I, I've doubted that, is that really your precision driver? Get him out of there. I'm jumping in here. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, there's all, there's all sorts of different ones. So it's been, it's, it's a lot of fun. And, and right now it's super busy because we have so much snow right now and, and it's going to keep going. We have people going, gosh, you're going to have snow in June. Am I guaranteed? And I don't guarantee things unless I can hundred percent guarantee. I don't lead anybody down a road of like, Hey, Steve, we're looking for this and, and just try to get them here. I'm not going to, it's either yes, I have it or no, I haven't, or I can't answer that. But, but no is an acceptable answer coming out of me. I want to say yes all the time, but you know, there's, there's a limit to that of like, you know what? Love to host you. That's just not going to work at that particular time of year. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I bet you've gotten pretty good at that over the years. Yeah. Now, uh, give me the, the background on on Mammoth a little bit because uh, it was sort of a family ski resort to start with. Yeah, it definitely is. And June Mountain is is has been ranked one of the most family friendly uh, ski resorts as well, which is a sister mountain of us. We're one of, I believe, fifteen resorts that fall under Altera Mountain Company. Mammoth started uh, by Dave McCoy in nineteen fifty three, and uh, they all thought he was crazy when they he said, "I want to build a ski resort here," and they're like, "It snows too much." He's all, "Well, is that and why is that a problem for a ski resort?" <laughs> But, uh, you know, he, he, he was the, he just a legendary guy that, and I had the, the, uh, the pleasure of, of knowing him and meeting him and, uh, just always had a smile on his face. And one of his favorite, favorite comments, uh, uh, but you know, when somebody would, uh, start to get a little sideways, you know, but you're having fun, right? And, uh, yeah, he, he was just fabulous. Always a smile on his face and all the way to the end. No doubt. What, uh, why does Mammoth get so much snow right there? Well, it, it, it comes from, it's the San Joaquin Valley and it comes from basically on the, it starts at the east side and, and it just st- stops and hovers right over Mammoth. Uh, I mean, I, I live where I live. Uh, I'm probably about five miles on the east side of the Sierras. And in my house, I'll be sunny. But I look up the mountains, uh, Mount Tom in particularly, and uh, uh, it, it, they just the, the storms just cling to the mountains, to the eastern Sierras there, and they normally don't blow over any further than that. So it, yeah, it's it's incredible. Now you've been up there for you know working up there for almost uh, two decades now. Uh, yes, kind of what what makes the area so so special for you, Steve? Well. Gosh, born and raised in Southern California, I had a great, you know, and as my wife was, uh, and uh, we moved up here from Carlsbad, and, and we found ourselves, being that we were going to the beach most all of our lives, and, and uh, you know, later on in life, we found ourselves 
going, you know, I learned how to ski actually up here at Mammoth, uh, right on this lip, this lift chair 11 that's right out in front of me in the 70s. But anyway, we would always camp at the beach and go surfing and do a, a Baja and all this stuff. But we found ourselves taking vacations to Tahoe and Mammoth. And uh, we were very close to, we needed to change. We, we wanted to move to where it wasn't so trafficy. We didn't want a curb and gutter neighborhood. So we found ourselves an acre right outside of Bishop, 10 miles north of Bishop towards Mammoth. Uh, love Mammoth. Want to play in it. Want to work in it. Don't particularly want to shovel it. <laughs> so that was basically, and then, and then Tahoe kind of came into the mix, but then didn't because we have too many elderly parents and, and family in Southern California. And that's, that would have added another three and a half hour drive. So four and a half hours to basically Southern California, LA area, that that's what kind of keyed it for us. Give me your worst, most frustrating day this winter. Uh, when one of those atmospheric rivers came down and it was snowing in the mountains in Mammoth, 395 was closed. However, it was raining at my house, torrential rains, which I've never seen. This happened about seven, eight, about seven weeks ago. And, uh, as I, I, our property backs up to BLM land and a lot of, basically we flooded, uh, couldn't keep up with it. I had some pumps running and then my neighbor's yard breached into my yard. And once that happened, it was game over. We, I have a house that was built in the seventies. We have a conversation pit, one of those sunken pits. And uh, that filled up with, well, before we knew it filled up with water, we, we got most of the water drained, what we thought was drained out of our backyard. And we went into the house uh, to go grab a beer and then go down the street and help our other neighbors. And then my wife, I hear my wife, Oh crap. And uh, that's not what she said. I guarantee you that's not what she said. But yeah, well, yeah, (laughs) it wasn't crap. (laughs) And uh, and that pit was filled up with two feet of water, and we have a crawl hole. The crawl space had two feet of water in it. So, yeah, that uh, and of course we did not have uh, flood insurance. So that was that was probably the worst day. But you know, then that follows up by five of my good buddies that live in Southern California. One of them who owns a flood. Uh, restoration and carpet cleaning business. They left at three in the morning the next morning and five of them came up here and filled up 300 sandbags and helped me out. So yeah, that was, uh, that was probably the worst day. I'm, I'm, I, I just removed the fans from underneath my house uh, two weeks ago. Wow. Wow. So that, yeah, that was probably the worst. <laughs> it sounds like the worst, man. That sounds, sounds awful. That's like reminiscent of living here in Minnesota when your basement floods or something like that. You're just, yeah. Going to the dump with, with furniture and having that had been submerged oh. and, uh, on my trailer. And, uh, I mean, the dump was a swamp, so that was just beautiful. And, uh, I had this guy who was unloading next to me at the dump. He's like, Hey, wait, wait, hey, what are you doing with that couch? I said, it's out of here. Take it. Nah. I couldn't believe that guy wanted that couch. <laughs> That's like cousin Eddie standing outside Clark's house with that chair that got smoked by the cat. And you're like, what are you going to do with this chair, Clark? <laughs> yeah, yeah, classic. And as I just chucked it into the mud, I'm all here. I'm out of here. I it's got all yours. It's all yours. Oh my gosh. Well, I remember certainly uh, our mammoth trips would somehow always start by leaving San Diego sometime after midnight and driving through the night to get up to the resort, uh, you know, have breakfast and then be on the mountain for the day, maybe stay a night, 
and then ride all day and then drive home the next day. And ride so well, so many people, uh, well, we, uh, they, you know, they might serve. It's kind of bragging rights, right? You, you surf in the morning and then you drive up and you ski in the, uh, in the afternoon or you vice versa. You get up here and ski in the morning just so you can say, Hey, I did two events uh, today, but, um, typically, well, mountain biking is probably going to be non-existent up here, at least on the ski resort because of the, the mass amounts of snow that are still here. But, not uncommon that you could do mammoth motocross, you could golf, you could ski and mountain bike all in the same day. <laughs> That's such a California thing. No, such a yeah. California thing. My, you know, my age, those three, four events have now gone to, yeah, you know, I'll, I'll take a one event day. <laughs> no, no, totally get that. Totally get that. Yes. I would never drive through the night now and then ride all day long to stay one night and then ride all day long and come back. Yeah, that does not happen anymore. It's a burner. But it did. I remember a trip that I had a buddy of mine who was uh, trained to be a Navy SEAL, and we made him lay down. We were so mean. We made him lay down in the back of my truck the whole ride to get there so he could get used to like training for cold weather stuff. And I remember going ah. in the mammoth, him banging on the window, guys, let me in. He's 18, 19 at the time, so um, he could handle it. But uh, yeah, he's like, I'll just lay down in the back. It'll be fine. Yeah, back in the day when you could do that. <laughs> back in the day when you could do that. I'm not even sure it was legal then, but we did it anyways. But yeah, I mean, I have such good fond memories of, of going up there. And it was great when we got up to go ride up there and see. And um, I mean, your, your, your mountain biking has, has exploded over the years there. So it's almost uh, got this world-class sort of uh, level now, doesn't it? Oh, that's definitely true. And, and the kamikaze downhill where you can get, you know, upwards of, gosh, 60 miles an hour. And uh, it, it's been uh, it, getting back to, to, you know, driving up here. I remember driving up here in the early 80s with two of my buddies in one of our parents' pickup truck. And we were so excited to get to chair two and hit this powder day that don't ask me why uh, all three of us left our wallets on the dashboard of this pickup truck and left the door, the, left the windows <laughs> wide open. And so we skied all day and got back to the truck and there was three inches of snow inside the truck and these and three lumps and underneath there were our wallets. <laughs> <laughs> that is some good memories there. That is some yeah. good stuff. Oh man. I got to get back out there again. It's been forever since I've had a chance to uh, get on, get on the slopes up there. Now that now the, how much are the trails impacted by the winter this year? Are, are some places still not open? I would imagine as uh, trails, as far as off-road trails. Oh yeah. Up in mammoth. It's, it's, they're not quite there yet. Yeah. Uh, and, and, and the higher high elevation snow, like right now there's, you, you wouldn't be able to even touch where we went to Sherwin lakes. Uh, where when, when, when when we went out of shady rest and went over to June, mm -hmm. uh, that's all inaccessible, too much snow out there as well. So it, we, we had a little bit of a heat system, uh, a week or so ago, but then, like I said, it turned cold again and another four to six inches of snow in the last week. So, but I'll tell you what, I know that Los Angeles department of water and power, they are on their toes because all these, you know, we are the main source of water for Southern California, sure. in the LA aqueduct. And I, about two weeks ago, I went out in my razor and another guy in his car and we did about a hundred mile there. And we, I saw water where I've never seen water in some of these ditches, drainage ditches before. 
and the aqueducts are brimming. There are so many DWP people out there diverting water and it, it, it just, and we really haven't started to melt yet. So it'll be quite interesting to see what, what this melt does. I, I believe it. I mean, we, we obviously get to travel around the country and, and fortunate enough to go ride a lot of places and see a lot of things. And a, a month ago or so we were out in Arizona and they had also gotten a tremendous amount of rain this year. And there was water where they had never seen water before, but there's also flowers in the desert that hadn't shown up in years and years and years. And all of a sudden it was just, I mean, they, they, uh, they referred to it as the super bloom. And we were, I ex- my wife and I experienced that. And, and we, we, we drove down, uh, we were down in LA last weekend and it's just kind of, it's still doing it, but I tell you what, three weeks to a month ago. So yeah. Just exactly what you said. We were amazed at the, we've never seen it like that in all the years we've even been living in Southern California. Never, never seen it like that. No, I was just in San Diego a week and a half ago when we were driving uh, down the freeway going to, to Torrey Pines and uh, the, the uh, sides of the highway were just yellow. And I, was yes. like, I don't remember ever seeing it like this vibrant yellow, like maybe yellow a little bit or for a few days, but it's just like, just might as well painted the, the hillsides yellow. It was, it's funny because there was a little bloom last year uh, down by uh, Lake Elsinore, Temecula area, and so much to where it got so people were just pulling over on the on Highway 15 and just parking, and it became a traffic nightmare. And they then they made this area that you you could park and pay to go see that, and and this year it's like. Well, you know, drive a couple miles and there you go. Yeah. <laughs> Look at California taking advantage of something. Yeah. yeah I know. <laughs> pay me a dollar to go see those flowers. Right. Right. I just, I'd never heard of this term super bloom before until this year. And I thought it was a great, uh, great term and something that, you know, you just have to, your timing, right. To me, life is always about timing and the timing was perfect for us being there and seeing stuff that you just don't get to see every That's year. That's true. Very true. Awesome. Well, Steve, thanks so much for joining us on the podcast today. Uh, I appreciate uh, the stories, the background, and uh, I get to sit and talk Southern California and mountains all day long. I certainly agree. And I certainly am enjoying that rugged radio that I have in my car and works fantastic. And pleasure talking with you, Jared. All right, Steve. Thanks so much. And uh, uh, now I'm, I I need to move Mammoth back up to the top of my list, both uh, in the winter and in the uh, uh, summertime. You got to give me a call and we'll, uh, we'll hook up. Awesome, Steve. Thanks so much. We'll take, take care and we'll talk to you soon. You too. Bye-bye. Today's podcast was brought to you by Rockford Fosgate. If you want to upgrade your audio system or you've been thinking about getting a new audio system, Rockford has you covered from stage one all the way up to stage six kits. Those are awesome. Rockford takes your audio to the next level. And by Polaris Adventures. From Maui to Maine, Polaris Adventures has rental outfitters all across the country. I'd have to check to see if they have one in Mammoth, though. Uh, If they do, go there. Uh, Summertime is uh, quickly approaching, so start planning your next adventure with Polaris Adventures. Well, that does it for another Destination Polaris podcast. Be sure to like and subscribe us where you listen to your podcast, and we will talk to you again soon. Take care.